Welcome to the IME Community Podcast, where self-love is your superpower to achieve your weight and life goals and make your mark in the world. Your host is Dr. Carla, activist MD. If you're a teen who's looking to revolutionize your health and can't wait to follow your dreams, welcome to the IME Community. video. This is Dr. Carla and I'm excited to talk to you today about our three epic fails when it comes to addressing the childhood obesity epidemic. If I can talk about this stuff, anybody can because I've been doing this work for a long time. So here's my article that I found when I was cleaning out my office and cleaning out my files. It's called Obliterating Obesity, which I really don't like that. Um, but anyway, pediatrician devotes career to fostering community-wide collaboration to reduce obesity in Lincoln kids. This is my nonprofit, Teach a Kid to Fish, which I started in 2007 and 2008. I left my practice. And the local paper here in Lincoln did a, and it's called the L Magazine, did a spread on me, which was awesome. And um, pictures of me with two of my kids and then my husband pushing the our daughter Catherine she's our oldest she was the only one willing to really help out our daughter Audrey she's so funny oh my god <laughs> she did not like the strange photographer coming to our house so we barely got her to cooperate with this garden picture obviously if she had really not wanted to do it she wouldn't and she didn't do the swing set picture and then our son um, Andrew would have been just a toddler, so he would have probably been inside. Anyway, so my kids, when I started Teach a Kid to Fish, my nonprofit, our mission was to empower children and families to eat healthy and be active, and my vision was creating community solutions for children's health. And I started that, like I said, 2007, I started the paperwork with the attorney and then left my practice in May of 2008. Really hard decision to work on that community collaborative. So I've been doing that work for a really long time, built a pediatric weight management program, and then moved everything to, um, to Children's to create the Center for the Child and Community, and then ended up, that's another story, resigning from that position, but was like, hmm, what am I gonna do? I had a great job offer and then I was like, you know what, I'd gone through my own weight loss journey and learned about coaching, learned that we had been getting a lot of it wrong, was really frustrated with the lack of impact that we were getting addressing it from healthcare and then even also in public health. Like there were some really good things, of course I'm always proud of the work and I love the partnerships and it was so hard, but at the same time I'm like, that's not what I set out to do. When I decided to leave my practice, it was a huge decision, and I'm not gonna leave my practice of patients I loved and a full pediatric practice uh, to, to spend my time doing something that wasn't gonna be impactful. So I named it Teach a Kid to Fish, thinking you know we need to empower the youth 
to make healthy changes and then, you know, let, then we'll disrupt it. But what I found was reflecting back, like, oh my gosh, um, you know, there's, there's a lot of things that we got wrong. Like I said, some things that were great, but when I started IME community, I was like, I'm going to get to connect with the actual teens and now that like the actual parents and take away all of the middleman, take away all of the funders, take away all of the healthcare administrators who are saying, you know, jump through this hoop, eat this, you know, chase these carrots and, you know, get this funding and all the pressures on you to fund all these positions, Carla. Well, guess what? I'm done with all that and I'm just connecting with you all. And that's why I created a digital platform. That's why I created IME community so that I could connect with you with compassion, create this body positive community for teens and parents and doctors so that we can flip the script on what hasn't worked, but also bring in what has worked and just create a whole new way forward. All right, so, but it's really important that we we don't sit and rest on our laurels and we don't say, oh, these, these are the great things that have happened and these are, yay, let's pat ourselves on the back. A good leader, um, anybody who's successful, has to be able to love the problem. You have to be able to really tease out and look at, admit where we've made mistakes, where we've gone wrong, where we actually, as doctors, even amazing pediatricians, there are a lot of us out there, not a lot, but um, who have been really addressing this, but where we've potentially caused harm and the, to realize that we will make mistakes in medicine, we're not taught that that's okay. In fact, we are taught that, you know, at all costs that we can't admit to getting anything wrong and there's high costs for making mistakes in medicine. So anyway, healthcare doesn't lend itself to really creating innovation or change. It just really focuses on profit margins and it's a lot of it's corporate healthcare and I could go on and on and on. But I first want to talk to you about the three epic fails that we have had when it comes to addressing prevention, assessment, and treatment of childhood obesity and the epidemic of what I call epidemic of insulin resistance and comorbidities, and then there's a whole list of other epidemics of ultra-processed foods, of digital marketing, and neuromarketing, especially to children and teens, epidemic of, of lack of access to um, healthy foods, um, epidemic of um, health disparities, and we've seen that worsen during the pandemic. And so we could go on and on with what the true um, epidemics are, but anyway um let's go let's start blowing the whistle <laughs> okay let's talk about let's admit where we've gotten it wrong and accept failure as learning okay we can accept that we failed we made mistakes but not make it mean that we're a failure not make it mean um anything other than learning and let's admit that you know we're really not getting anywhere because you can look at the data you can look at the data from the pandemic there were just some articles out from from JAMA, so the Journal of American Medical Association, Pediatrics, and then the Journal of Pediatrics talking about and showing data that shows that obesity has progressed, that there's more um, teens, which when I coach teens, you know, this is bad news. Like there's more severe obesity, more teens classified with severe obesity. 
hence you're going to have more of the comorbidities. You're going to have more fatty liver disease, prediabetes, diabetes, PCOS, hypertension, um, dyslipidemia or cholesterol issues. I mean, it goes on and on and on. So, you know, obstructive sleep, apnea, all the mental behavioral um, health and emotional effects of of the weight gain, but also the pandemic, and teens are in a mental health crisis to add on to it. So let's start turning, flipping the script and start being helpful. Okay, so number one, the number one and I think most important thing that we have failed at is that parents are not supported to really help children and teens make healthy lifestyle changes within the environments that we live. And, <clears throat> Parents are directed with simple bullet point recommendations, typically by doctors, on what about what to do and expected to magically make it happen. And the reality is we live in these ultra-processed food system that has made us sick. And our culture's answer to that has been restrictive, weight-obsessed diet culture, which has made us sicker and driven eating disorders. It's caused eating disorders. And parents are expected to parent against the current of all these unhealthy and overwhelming forces like the dopamine, uh, zing, sugary foods, screen time, and its tendency to create a process or what is a behavior addiction, um, digital neuromarketing tactics that create over-desire for processed foods, which is a part of the food addiction business model, not to mention the harms of social media. Cyberbullying is up and is a thing that most of us parents didn't have to deal with. And Instagram fake wellness perfection, which embeds a negative body image in our teens at every turn because they're comparing themselves to these fake photos that have been photoshopped, okay? I'm not a fan of Instagram. I like TikTok better than that. Anyway, <clears throat> so that's why, that's one of the reasons why I created IME Community and why I'm really focusing on helping parents. And parents have to step up too because the other thing I see on TikTok, things I saw in my practice and things I read about and I write about is weight-based victimization by parents. And so parents stuck in diet culture are going to look to either fix and solve and get rigid and put their kid on a, a diet. So I created the Healthy Conversation script so that if you're a parent who's triggered or activated after you've taken your teen to the um, pediatrician or their family medicine doctor or the healthcare provider and you're activated to do something, then you're going to most likely get in their lane with something that could potentially be harmful. Okay, so I'm trying to and I'm working hard and getting you all to understand that we need to cancel diet culture from your home and it starts with you parents and so I hope you'll look at my website get on my cut the cringe get my cut the cringe healthy conversation script downloaded and sign up for one of my parent workshops I'm having my first one tomorrow I'm so excited about it because I feel like this is just it's, it's a new day for all of us to really create a healthy way forward. Okay, so number one, parents are not supported to really help children and teens make healthy lifestyle changes, create healthy habits within the environments we live, okay? Number two, despite its lack of effectiveness and potential harms, healthcare has taken on diet cultures, calories in, calories out, fixed and limited belief, and we can seem to let it go. I see it all the time. 
new exciting weight loss medication has been FDA approved for teens, you know, age 12 and 18. And all these doctors on this listserv, all everybody's excited. Oh, yay, yay, we're looking for this panacea. And then I read the fine print and indications are, you know, of course, you know, this is to be prescribed along with a calorie restricted diet and, and daily physical exercise. And it's like, nobody's saying that, you know, we shouldn't eat well and that we shouldn't move our bodies more. But when we're stuck in diet thinking calorie restriction, it doesn't work. It causes harm in children and teens and we're just doubling down on it. And and so just look at the data that's out now about increasing prevalence of obesity, even like I said, severe obesity in children and teens during the pandemic. So what are we doing now? We're doubling down on what hasn't worked. We keep prescribing total calorie restriction instead of looking at uh, weight gain being related to hormonal um, issues like insulin, insulin resistance. And I have a great handout on that that's soon to be posted on my website, which I'm so excited about, Insulin Resistance in Teens. It's super powerful under IME Health, so cool. So we're doubling down, down what, uh, we're doubling down on what doesn't work. And more, like I said, more weight loss medications for teens are being approved by the FDA. And then more teens are being funneled to the bariatric pathway, which I'm not saying that those things aren't okay because I've definitely, um, referred patients and worked with teens who have had bariatric surgery as adolescents and um, also worked with weight loss medications in teens. At the same time, unless we have a metabolic health approach, unless we work with coaching, with compassion, self-love superpower, and you work to really support the parents, it's not gonna work long-term. We can't just look for a singular solution or a how or a quick fix on this, okay? So powerful. It doesn't have to be this way. So uh, we know the United States has an epidemic of insulin resistance, metabolic effects, such as all the things that I listed, prediabetes, type two diabetes, non-alcoholic fatty liver disease, which I saw in so many kids and teens, hypertension, high cholesterol, early heart disease, metabolic syndrome, PCOS. That's just to name a few, okay? Reversing insulin resistance or becoming more insulin sensitive, which this is why I coach teens because you can do that and you can do that pretty quickly if you take a metabolic health approach. Um, but if you look, uh, you know, metabolic health approaches where all calories are not seen as equal and obesity is hormonal and not just simply caloric. Okay. It's really powerful work. Number three, our approach specifically fixation on weight and BMI or body mass index which is just a loaded issue, has created stigma and weight blame and shame for children and teens, okay? So what I found over the years, and you can look at data on studies on what are called attrition rates or dropout rates in um, adolescents who attend um, pediatric weight management programs, okay? And I started one, I built one, I was a pediatrician for one, and, um, it's, you know, it's great, it's awesome intervention, you have a multidisciplinary team, it's just that the dropout rates for those are so so high. So, I mean, maybe 50%, if you're lucky, will complete four to five months of the intervention. And for our clinic, we had a wait list and we would um, have the teen come, or the child or the teen come 
every two to three months and they would spend three to four hours with the team which was a really long time for them to be out of school and then that's not enough touch points that's not enough parent support um, along the way so I was like I think this is more of a comorbidity clinic where you're doing an assessment of things like prediabetes fatty liver disease and then you're communicating and you're documenting that and then we would give a lot of really great education but if you've ever struggled with a weight issue like I have and you've ever gone through a weight loss or what I call self-worth journey and if you know about coaching and you know about metabolic health approach and you know all the research around what really works as far as health behavior change and that's not going to be enough pediatric weight management programs that are set up in that way are not going to be enough touch points enough support um, to show like within the evidence base we need to see 26 to 75 hours within 2 to 12 months of comprehensive behavioral intervention and so that's why I created IME community so that you can get that and it's easily accessible and you have ready access to me as an expert Awesome. Okay. So our obsession with weight and BMI, body mass index, and not focusing on whole health, right, has stigmatized our patients and created shame triggers for them whenever the topic is brought up. It's just so tough. And when going to weight management programs, so I mean, you're going to a weight management program and it's just an automatic shame trigger. And what do we do as Dr. Brene Brown talks about? We armor up. Okay, that's what we do. We armor up. So, and we give compliance instead of compassion. So we, we tell patients what to do, and then that gives us an automatic out as doctors, okay? Because then we can blame them or their parent when nothing's working, and then we feel defeated, we feel maybe disappointed, we do, in our patients. And that's a really shitty way to practice, sorry. It is. And we chalk it up to parental apathy. In fact, I did surveys of physicians across the state of Nebraska when I developed this toolkit along with DHHS that we got out to physicians across the state. And um, with the toolkit, I, we did a survey and we asked what are your barriers within your primary care practice to addressing childhood obesity prevention and then you know of course they said time and reimbursement and that there's lack of that and then lack of community programming to refer to or lack of awareness of programming but guess what the number one was barrier parental apathy and the same when we surveyed school nurses during uh, with a grant that I had through the American Academy of Pediatrics catch grant community approach to child health and we worked with cultural centers and parents and we worked with school nurses and we worked with pediatricians and parental apathy was coming up for school nurses and doctors okay but I know that's not true because I do coach parents <laughs> along with the teens which is the beauty of learning so we're learning together parents aren't apathetic we're just stuck in diet culture we also are stuck in just we don't know what to do and we're so afraid of causing harm, okay? Again, it doesn't have to be this way. And now with IME community, it isn't. It's possible to create community with compassionate connection through listening, giving the power to choose and destigmatize by taking weight out of it, okay? 
So, you know, my whole philosophy, if you've listened to me, is that we can meet in the middle. You can be body positive, accept yourself no matter what. In fact, it takes that self-love superpower along with wanting to have health goals, okay? Intentional weight loss is fine. And just because we have had a diet focused approach that has maybe caused harm, doesn't mean that it has to be that way, okay? You get to get what you want, but we first have to start with canceling diet culture and we first have to start with full love and acceptance for ourselves no matter what and then that starts with the parents and then that starts with parents needing the support, okay? So after working on the epidemic for nearly, you know, 20 years um, of my career, since 2004 actually, I'm ready to help some teens and parents create a completely radical self-love superpower approach to reaching your health goals, all right? And so please um, go to my website. That's the community hub for IME community. Any way that you're connecting to IME community, whether you subscribe to this podcast on Apple and Spotify, subscribe to the YouTube channel, please. Please share it. Um, get on the social media platforms. I'm on TikTok every single day. And I'm always, you know, following up. There's, I, I'm doing these posts lately on a mom who weight shamed her baby. Sure, it's a funny post, but at the same time, it's like, oh my gosh, people are commenting and coming out of the woodwork. This is how it started with me. My mom, my mom was my first weight bully. Um, this isn't gonna go away. This mom is gonna be stuck in this, you know. And anyway, it's just, it's powerful work. So follow on TikTok and then uh, get ready to level up if you wanna work with me specifically. I'm gonna be doing monthly parent workshops um, where I coach parents so that you can show up as your future parenting self today. I can just help you and stay the course with you and I want you to be able to have a healthy conversation with your teen so that you're helpful, you're not causing harm, but you and your teen work on relational health and so that your teen can have a, a positive body image and also reach their health goals through creating healthy habit sticks. And so get ready to uh, find out ways that you can level up with that. And then I'm going to offer some one-on-one -on -one coaching opportunities, get a lot of requests for that from parents um, and they want their teens coach, but they want coaching too. And so I'm happy to start offering those so that you can level up and start working with me however you feel is the best way to do it. And then get, get really excited for the launch of my Health Yourself digital course, which my plan now, my plan launch date is early October, and that's gonna be for parents and teens. And oh my gosh, it's beautiful. It's like the most beautiful work. I'm just like so proud of it. And you just stay tuned for all the amazing opportunities and community build that are going to happen with that course. And we're really gonna disrupt it. And you're just gonna be on fire with, with coaching and all the tools. And anyway, so get excited about that. All right, make sure that you get on my email list. Make sure that you share with others. And that's how we get to create this community is by you sharing and you stepping up. And um, again, I'm here to support you as parents, as teens, and as doctors too, so that we can create a better way forward. All right, everybody, thank you.
Thank you for tuning in to the IME Community Podcast, where self-love is your superpower. The content of this podcast represents the opinions of Dr. Carla Lester and is not intended as, and shall not be understood as, a substitute for professional medical advice, diagnosis, or treatment. The opinions shared reflect the host and guest and do not represent an organization or medical group. Always seek the advice of your physician or therapist if you have concerns about your health. And please, like and subscribe to the IME Community Podcast. Share IME with your friends and go to imecommunity.com to join the member community. Don't forget to follow IME on social.